0: Whoa, whoa whoa whoa, hang on a second here mike sullivan didn't start tristan jari in a game where you really 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 would have wanted to start jari theoretically and he didn't want to explain why what the good morning to you good thursday morning i'm dan kovacevic of dk pittsburgh sports and this is daily shot of penguins it comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Penguins 4, Capitals 1 in Washington. End of the seven-game losing streak. All kinds of goodness in addition to a little bit of badness, that being injuries to both Jan Ruda and P.O. Joseph. We'll know more within the next 48 hours As to how severe those might be, but neither returned. Jeff Petrie also got hurt in the game, and his actually looked worse than any of them. But then a couple minutes later, he's right back on the bench and apparently will be fine. But yeah, they had to do some pretty good things. They had to tough it out. They had to play sound defensive hockey. They had to gasp, hold a lead. And they did all of that, and they did it in front of Casey DeSmith, who was solid, who was aggressive, who was making sure that he stood as tall as possible in the net. He's not a big guy, but he can take away angles whenever he's performing the way he did in this game. And the team really seemed to respond to that. This was Sullivan's entire answer when he was asked afterward, why Jari didn't start, and of course, in turn, what he thought of DeSmith's performance. I thought Case had a really strong game. And, uh, you know, we made a decision to go with Case tonight. I'm not going to get into the details, uh, but we made a decision to go with Case tonight. I thought he I thought he played extremely well. He made some timely saves for us. Um, you know, we, we feel like we have two goalies that are capable of helping us win games. Now, I'm not a fully certified Sullyologist, but I do know Sully speak, and I do know when Sully's holding something back beyond the obvious. Jari's not hurt. If Jari was hurt, you'd have had a goaltending recall. You'd have had another player in uniform ready to go, especially on the road. There's no question in my mind about that. And besides, if Jari had been hurt, all he'd have to say, and it'd be a whole lot easier, is that Jari was hurt. But he didn't. He didn't. So Jari sits, and DeSmith plays, and DeSmith is, according to Sullivan, and you just heard it there, really competing. And that's a great way to get better, and that's a great way to get a result. We feel like he's fighting to see the puck. We feel like he's battling out there. Hmm. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Give Sully credit here. Not just because it worked. Okay. Because anything you can offer credit for after the fact, whenever the outcome is positive, that's, that's easy. That's even lazy. Give Sully credit if you can in hindsight before the fact for the decision that he made going into the game. Because he felt like his team needed to win that game and in turn needed to compete at its hardest to win the game. So even if DeSmith isn't the biggest, isn't the most talented guy, he felt like DeSmith was going to be the one who was going to put out the best effort. And that's also, in a not-so-sideways kind of way, sending a message to Jari. It's letting him know, you don't have To be the starter. You don't have to be that guy. Did you catch that other part of Sully's line there or Sully's comments when he said that we feel like we've got two goaltenders who can dot, 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 dot? That's what he's doing there. He knows that's getting back to Jari, everything that he says on the subject. And he knows that message is going to resonate. I believe that it will. And this is a heck of a time for me to say this, but I happen to believe in Tristan Jari. I really do. I feel like something clicked with him about a year and a half ago and that it's really set in. But I also know that any athletes, regardless of their standing within the game or within a team, can be prone to a little bit of complacency when they feel like the starting job is theirs. Now, I'm gonna eat my own words right here, and I'm gonna do it happily because I was the one who had said after the streak got to seven that what this head coach needs to do more than anything is to just ride Jari Stop using DeSmith at all because DeSmith had been three and one, and even though their other statistics between the two goaltenders had been similar, De Smith hadn't even gotten a W yet. you needed to get your your main guy hot. But I'm not privy to all or even a fraction of the information that the coaches exchange among themselves, nor the observations, nor the things that might happen off the ice. I'm not saying anything did, but I'm also not saying that anything didn't. Something triggered Sullivan to make this move at this time, and in doing so, to take a significant gamble. This losing streak could have gone to eight. Sully could have looked like a complete clown for starting his backup in this game. And then they fly up north to face Toronto and Montreal. You see what I'm saying here? The head coach really, really, really read the room. And he did so correctly. When we come back, J1Q... It comes from Jeff, who asks, assistant coaches come and go, but the power play always seems to default to a pass-first setting. Sid and Sully are smart guys. Why does this keep happening? Jeff, since you sent this after the game last night, I'm going to presume that you're referring at least in part to the power play having gone 0-3 in Washington and generating just two shots on goal. Over six full minutes, one of those shots on goal, I really need to stress this, was Chris Letang's first shot on goal during a power play all season long. And Letang was still passing up shots even within this setting over these three power plays. Uh, They're not shooting they're not shooting. Why does it happen? Well, you mentioned Sid and Sully, but the guy who oversees the power play, and you did reference assistant coaches, is Todd Reardon. Now, when I say oversees, that's probably the best possible description of his role. He does dissect what happens. He does make suggestions he does help design plays and design formations and design motions, but ultimately, when you're talking about five guys of this pedigree that take the ice together and have done so for a very, very long time, the truth is it does come down to those five guys. Now, if you're a Reardon, you can wag a finger at them and say, we need shots on goal, If you're Sullivan, you can really, really authoritatively wag a finger and tell them the same thing. Ultimately, they're on the rink and they have to make that choice. You're not pulling those guys, any one of those five guys off the top power play unit. You're just not. We can talk about how right or wrong that is and how lunatics running the asylum and whatever else. You're just not doing it. So there's really not much point in us even attempting to discuss or debate it but they can shoot more and they need to shoot more Latang needs to shoot more how many clean or at least semi-clean looks at the net did evgeny malkin have last night how many times did you see him get that puck on the right side whenever Latang would go up to center point in a semi-umbrella formation and dish off to Geno on the right side, and you'd say, shoot it, just get it through. Oh, and by the way, not every shot needs to be the big heroic one-timer. Not everyone needs to be Brett Hall or Alexander Ovechkin. You just need to get it through. You know how I know this? Look at the third goal that the Penguins got, the one by Jeff Petrie. That wasn't on a power play, but it was what you want to see on a power play shot. Petrie had his head up, and it was the second or third time that the puck had passed through to him. He also was on the center point by the time he got into shooting formation. And I'm going to repeat, this was five on five. But once he got the puck... He had enough of a sight line on who the Washington forward was in front of him, where that Washington forward was going to be if he'd make just one juke and get a shot through. And then he he let it go. He let it go hard and low. And Darcy Kemper never saw the thing much to the credit of Brian Rust in front of the net, the terrific screen. But that's that's how power plays have generated goals for, like, ever. This isn't some strategic thing, to go back to your original question. This is just, you've got to get the puck to the net. In 2022, you have to accept that there are going to be guys either attempting to block your shot or succeeding in blocking your shot. You've got to get it through. Sneak it through, wrist it through, backhand it through, do whatever you got to do. But the Penguins are actually doing okay for the most part, including five on five and having bodies at the net. What they're not doing is getting pucks through. And that applies in the double when it comes to the power play. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.